All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. We bring you Michigan football, we bring you Lions football, and we bring you the best entertainment in the industry. Prestige worldwide. Wide, wide. <laughs> First word in entertainment. First word. <laughs> Oh, we just have to laugh because it's the only way we stop from crying. Yeah, I'd say we're a little slap happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is our amazing preview episode for this week. So I think we'll just jump right on into it. <laughs> All right, so time to talk about the upcoming games. And uh, we're going to start off talking about the only undefeated team remaining that we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I, I think it's safe to say that we both were not expecting to be in this position at this time. But, yeah, Lions, uh, Brandon, you want to uh, take it away there? Yeah, I don't think anybody really expected us to be in this situation uh, mostly because there was a tie <laughs> you know i said that i felt like the lions could go anywhere between seven and nine and nine and seven um which those are impossible now because of that tie uh but yeah moving on from that uh so the lions play the chiefs at 1 p.m on fox it's gonna be their hardest game yet I mean, the Chiefs are like, that offense is a machine. Uh, They got Patrick Mahomes. He's Right now, he's probably the best quarterback in the league. The dude's got a super strong arm. Uh, He's mobile. He's smart. um, And he makes a lot of, like, crazy passes. You know, sidearm stuff, kind of like Stafford. But there's just something about him. You know, he'll do like these no look passes and stuff, and it's just crazy. I, it's you have to watch the guy play. He's super entertaining, very talented. Uh, you know, also on the offensive side of the ball, they got Sammy Watkins. Uh, he is top five in receiving right now. On my fantasy fantasy team, oh yeah, <laughs> he's been a little bit of a surprise too because he's kind of a bust and. In, in Buffalo. the Rams. Oh, yeah. um, Wasn't he in Buffalo a, while, a long time ago, too? Yeah, he was. He was drafted by Buffalo. Did, like, nothing there. But, I mean, at the time, they didn't have a quarterback, really, to get him the ball. Wasn't it TJ Boyd? Or... Huh? Am I thinking wrong? Ah, forget it. Never mind. Don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Forget everything you heard. I'm, I'm thinking I know people's names, but I don't. I don't. Oh, anyway. So, uh, Tyreek Hill, who's the best receiver that the Chiefs have, he's still out. He's got a, a broken collarbone. Uh, there's rumblings that he might be ready against the Lions. Uh, I'm kind of doubting that. Yeah, I'm thinking probably one, more, one or two more weeks for him. Um, along with them... They have Travis Kelsey, who might be the best tight end in the league. Uh, he's basically like having another receiver. He, he does like everything well. He can block well, he can catch well, he can run after the catch really well. He's going to give the Lions a hard time. Uh, Zach Ertz gave the Lions kind of a hard time 
on the Eagles last week. So, and Kelsey's, I think Kelsey's better than he is. So it's going to be a little tougher. At running back, they kind of got like a committee. Uh, the lead back this past week was LaShawn McCoy. Uh, he's like in his 30s. <laughs> Yeah, but he's still kind of an effective player. He's still got a lot of speed. Uh, you know, on a defensive side of the ball, they're they're kind of average. You know, they're not super great. Uh, they don't they don't have a bad defense by any means. Uh, they got former Michigan player Frank Clark at defensive end. Uh, he's kind of a difference maker. He can get at the quarterback. Uh, he had a pretty good season last year with the Seahawks. Uh, he had a he was a big free agent signing this year for the Chiefs. Uh, also with him, I mean they got you know Tyron Matthew and you know the old honey badger that everybody wants to call him. <laughs> he's still a really good player, uh, good playmaker. He's got a good eye for the ball. Uh, I don't know, not like too much amazing on their defense. Uh, they still have. Freeland as well. He's he's a good corner. Oh, man, I'm still trying. I feel like the Lions match up pretty well with the Chiefs' defense, but it's with the Chiefs' Chiefs' offense they're gonna have a hard time with. Um, I don't know if they're gonna be able to slow Mahomes down. I mean, nobody's been able to so far, and with Darius Slay possibly being out, that's really gonna hurt the Lions this week. Yeah, it's that's that's a big bummer. And I'm hopeful that Amendola is okay. I know I talked about that last time, but um, yeah, he's been kind of like he's been kind of Stafford's like relief blanket, I guess, safety blanket, Mm -hmm. relief valve. Um, yeah, I really hope that that he's okay as well, and I hope Hawkinson's okay because you know we got kind of hit low in that game and kind of funky looking hit. Yeah, this would be uh, a good game for him to step up again. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, any thoughts that you had? Um, well, I mean, I I think in that we both agree this is probably where the Lions are going to hit their first roadblock. I mean, we predicted that it may have happened earlier, but I don't really see a way that they get past this one. I mean, that that offense is just too much. Like, y- you mentioned how the defense wasn't anything too much to gloat about, but let's face it, the Lions don't exactly help themselves when they face poor defenses. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how they're... This might turn into a shootout, maybe, but I don't see how the Lions are going to be able to do anything about it. I think uh, this is this is where it sadly goes to two one one. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Chiefs' offensive as well; they have a lot of speed. You know, I mentioned Tyreek Hill, who's out. Uh, Watkins, he's a fast guy. Kelsey's pretty quick for a tight end. Um, and like I mentioned, Lashawn McCoy. You know, even though he's a little bit older, he's got some speed. Uh, Miko Hardman is there. Their rookie wide receiver, that dude can fly. So I think the Lions are going to have a hard time matching up against that, you know, especially if Darius Slay can't play. And I mean, even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. You know, a hamstring injury is 
you know, that can hinder you for a while. So I don't know. I just, like you said, I just don't see the lions being able to pull this one out. Yeah. And they got fortunate with injuries before they got fortunate with some turnovers. Didn't really capitalize on turnovers, but I mean, turnovers, you know, he'd help them. So yeah, just, I don't know, man. I mean, unless the weird things happen this year where things start, uh, bouncing the lines way but yeah i'm not not looking too good not feeling too great about it yeah but, but i'll still watch it and we'll see what happens mm-hmm. so did you have anything else to share about that or no that's all i really got yeah for people to keep in mind we we just got done recording quite the extensive uh recap episodes so yeah the recaps are you know we got a little bit more to work with uh the previews are kind of difficult sometimes you know especially earlier in a season yeah and you know a matchup like this where you know there's not really too much to say you know this is where the lines are gonna have to you know to to quote uh the old mortal Kombat, they're gonna have to test their might so (laughs) you know let's see what we got yeah, we still don't know. A little better barometer to see what we're working with. Yeah, we still definitely have no idea what what the lines are actually capable of. So mm-hmm. time will tell. But uh, you good then? Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's jump into the next part. <laughs> All right, it's that time of the week that we get to <laughs> pretend to be optimistic. I was just going to say, I, I don't know about you, but um, there's only one thing I'm looking super forward to this weekend and super optimis- optimistic about is Michigan football. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm Detective John Kimball. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, about that. Um, I mean, let's face it, is kind of a favorable matchup. Uh, Michigan right now is surprisingly favored by twenty-seven and a half points against Rutgers at home. I I don't know what to say. Like, will Michigan score twenty-seven points? I, I, I. I don't think so. Yeah, I, let's. I don't know. I mean, it's Rutgers. Yeah, but the way Michigan's been this year, mm-hmm. I don't know. If they yeah. can score twenty-seven points against anybody. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I, I want to. Okay. I'm gonna talk about a little something that maybe should have gone in the recap episode, um, but I realized I forgot it, so I'm gonna. Say it here now, hopefully quickly. Yeah, whatever. It's our show. We can make the rules. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> screw management. Screw our, I don't know, whatever. Imaginary people. Um, so people were saying, you know, how much does Michigan need to beat Rutgers for you to feel like, you know, better? Like maybe Michigan is making things work, blah, blah, blah. I said on Twitter, I could care less if Michigan beats Rutgers by 100 
because Michigan <laughs> should be able to handle bad teams. Yeah. But the thing that needs to be proven is that Michigan can handle good teams. And yeah. guess what? I have some really awesome things to share with you. So, oh, man. Let's yeah, think- like you said, I couldn't care less either. <laughs> yeah. Show me, don't tell me. Yep. And you should beat bad teams. So this is stupid. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about um, when Michigan last kind of was, you know, we can go up against the big guys and we can win. You know, uh, we're the underdogs, but we still win or we wind up beating top teams that finish in the top 10, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So easily, let's just go ahead and skip Brady um, all of Harbaugh's era because hold on, I got I got it here so you can hear just how special that has been for us so far. Uh, Because, again, reminder, this is year five and things are supposed to be improving. Nope, I just passed it. Here we go. So, under Jim Harbaugh, zero and four so far against Ohio State, one and nine versus top ten opponents. Now, again, this is top ten opponents when you play them. Michigan played a top. Was it a top ten opponent? Played a top opponent in Wisconsin last year. I think it was a mm-hmm. top 20, and Wisconsin finished 8-5. and five. That's not really a top 10 opponent right there. No. Uh, they are 0-7 as the underdog. They are 1-6 on the road against ranked opponents. Ranked, 1-25. through 25. And they have had, here you go, five losses by at least 21 points. Three of those have been the last five games. And that's mm. where we talked about three of the worst losses have been their in their past five games yeah, uh, uh, from Kyle uh, Roland on Twitter. Uh, shout out to him for that thorough information. Um, so I was just like, okay, when was the last time that Michigan football was good? Like Michigan football beat teams. They weren't supposed to beat. Um, now, uh, I mean, of course, you know, so skip, skip Harbaugh era, skip Brady Hoke, skip Richrod. So we're going back to Lloyd Carr. So his last year was 2006. You could say 2006. Um, you might want to be like, okay, you know, they finished with one regular season loss to the number one team, um, Ohio State, in the regular season. And then they beat the only other ranked team that they faced was Notre Dame. And they beat them by over 20 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Notre Dame finished with 10 wins. So you're kind of like, eh, you know, eh, eh, okay. Okay. All right. You know, I mean, we would kill for that right now, but okay. Um, But that's still kind of like, okay, no consistency here and everything. Um, So let's go back to 2004. Um, Michigan wound up going with nine wins. They had uh, wins against ranked Purdue and ranked Minnesota, but they were very close wins. And um, Minnesota and Purdue were not really, I mean, they were good those years, but it was anything uh, to gloat about. But that year, 2004, they lost to unranked Notre Dame, who um, in 2004 went 6-6. Six and six. So they lost to a 6-6 six and six team. 
and then they lost to an unranked Ohio State team that wound up having seven wins, eight wins. I apologize. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, you know, awesome. Yeah, uh, you, you actually look good, but then you go ahead and crap the bed because you lose to teams that you're not supposed to lose to. <laughs> okay, so moving so You pull lions. Yeah. So, uh, I guess if we're going to do this, we have to go basically back to 2003. And even then, it wasn't really a whole lot to talk about because, uh, now, the, granted, they, they played a slew of good teams that year. Um, they trounced Notre Dame with a shutout. They wound up losing to Oregon. They wound up uh, ranked Oregon. They wound up losing to ranked Iowa. They beat ranked Minnesota. They beat ranked Purdue. They beat ranked Michigan State. And finally, beat ranked Ohio State. But then they lost to uh, USC. And so even then, you're still not talking about consistency of beating good teams. This is 2003 we're talking about. (laughs) Michigan has no okay. We're, we've been talking about the Michigan identity this weekend about the Wisconsin game. Michigan identity since before 2000. I didn't even bother going before 2003. I was like, I'm done. I was like, I've looked at this long enough. I'm done. Since 2003, Michigan has not had the identity of hey, we can go to somebody who's better than us and convincingly beat them. Mm hmm. And even then, when they look good, they decide to crap the bed by losing to teams that barely have a winning record. Yeah. So I don't like I I mean, I'm just having an even harder time because the more you break it down and everything, you have all this hope because of what Michigan has been been good at in the past and everything. It's just like Michigan's identity is not being good for over a decade, for over 15 years. That's their identity of not Mm -hmm. really being that good. Because, oh, sure, you can say 10-win seasons and things like that. What, one Big Ten uh, title in that time? Okay, that that looks really good. Um, But then when you're talking about, hey, you can barely beat teams that you're supposed to, and you never really beat the teams that you're the underdog for. You know what that is? That's mediocrity. That's being mediocre. You know what that makes us? Poop. That makes us. That makes us Texas. That makes us Alabama before Nick Saban was there. Yeah. That almost not this year, but Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking that and I was just like, no, not, not, not quite, but not this year, but, but on the yeah. low end, Tennessee, yeah. so, hey. because how many years have that everybody's like, Oh, Tennessee's finally back. Nope. It has been that way with Florida too, since they lost urban Meyer. Yeah. So, so what is, so this, so guess what, everybody, guess what, everybody, it's not a Harbaugh problem. Right now, is it a hardball <laughs> problem? Yes, but guess what? It's been 15 freaking years, if not longer. I will look at this more in depth later. Not right now, because I just went through all those years, and I'm just like, I'm done at 2003, back when Michigan football was supposed to be. Like, 
2006, 2003, you're thinking Michigan football was good. No, when you look at it, they still crapped the bed. They still did stupid things. Yeah, we got hammered by USC like two times in three years in the Rose yeah. Bowl. Yeah. So where where's where there's there's nothing for Michigan. Oh woohoo. We we did really good against Michigan State. Yay. So what? <laughs> Like the that that's the thing too. It's just like, oh well, it's Ohio State. They're really good. I mean, like, the, supposed to be able to beat teams that are better than, better than you sometimes. Yeah, that's that's part of the reason why Michigan has only had one win. And guess what? That's another thing too. It's just like, oh yeah, well at least we beat Ohio. State. That was the worst year of Ohio State football in like fifteen years, and you barely beat them then. <laughs> So guess what? When they're playing Rutgers this weekend, I don't feel that great about it. I think they're going to win, yeah, but 27 points? What crack are they smoking to think that they're going to win by more than 27 points? Show me, don't tell me. Anyways, so there you go. There's your PSA for today about the state of Michigan football. Um, uh, not a whole lot to talk about this game because let's face it, I didn't wait. I didn't really look a lot up into it because I, I got a few things here. Okay. I'll share a couple of things here real quick about injuries. Um, don't expect Dylan McCaffrey to play. He's doubtful. Joe Milton is going to be the backup, even though Shea Patterson has not been a hundred percent. I think at all this season so far, apparently he's going to start. So whatever that's worth, we've talked about that before. Like it, you need, you need a working quarterback to be able to run an RPO. If your quarterback does not feel comfortable throwing the football, especially holding onto the ball and running when it's necessary, then you are shooting yourself in the foot. End of discussion. Um, mm-hmm. True Wilson might be back. Zach Charbonnet is quote in a good place. So, so he's not at Michigan. <laughs> Ouch! Oh, I had to. Uh, Sean McCune um, is listed as doubtful. Michael Dwumfor, who has uh, who didn't play, is considered to be close to returning. So, who knows? Josh Ross is questionable they don't know what's going on with him so stuff going all around i mean honestly at this point it's just kind of like do they really want to jump in and play um with the state of things as they are but anyways uh you had some things to share yeah um i have that the game is at noon on big 10 network oh my gosh Uh, (laughs) i love this content keep it going uh so Rutgers, their best player, I think, by far is Pacheco, running back. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the leading rusher, and he's a pretty decent receiver out of the backfield. Oh, man, some of the other receivers they got, they got Rasheem Blackshear, he's not bad, uh, and Bo Melton, those are their two top receivers. Um, And I noticed that they've played a couple different quarterbacks. So I'm not sure, you know, who's going to be the starter against Michigan. They don't know what they're doing over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, 
I feel like they just kind of draw names out of a hat and then that's how they go. But, you know, that's how I felt Michigan played against Wisconsin, too. So, you know, what? <laughs> I, I mean, just... what's, what's going on? We're, we're both just kind of burned out. And, <laughs> and I talked about in my notes of the last time where my review, I just had the word poop in all capital letters for Michigan. <laughs> and for the preview, my last note is, I don't know, I'm over this. <laughs> it's just, you know, like you said, you know, we can go out there and we can beat Rutgers 100 to nothing, and it's not going to be super exciting to me because, you know, Rutgers is a team we should beat. It's a team that we beat every year. It's a team that we blow out every year. Yeah. So what's different? Exactly. I was, <laughs> I was cracking up to myself because when I said they didn't really know, they don't really know what they're doing over there. And I know I feel like Rutgers is the only team that we can have be the butt of jokes anymore because that's the only team Michigan apparently can consistently make look bad. Yeah. Um, I, I got that thing pop in my head from uh, the scene from Waterboy where they're doing practice and then one guy runs off the field, takes out his cup, and he gives it to the other guy to run on the field. Yeah. Hands of his helmet. Oh, the my God. Hands Bobby Boucher's helmet. Uh, that, uh, that just made me laugh. At least something can make me laugh right now. So, (laughs) oh man. Yeah. Do you have anything else? That's all I've got. All right. I've got some stuff here that'll make you cry. Oh, it'll be a good thing to send you off before you go to bed. Um, (laughs) so Michigan is averaging 26 points per game. And it's allowing uh, their opponents, on average, to score 25.7 points. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, this is the best first three weeks of college football ever. Four weeks, sorry. <laughs> um, you, know, you know what? We're really, really ragged on this. But, you know, I think it's just, it's just incredibly disappointing. But with, like, the Rich Rod years, they were atrocious. Oh, yeah. But we got to the point where we're just used to it. And I think that's why this makes this worse. Yeah, well, that's because we're thing... expecting so much. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, too. And, and Steven even said in the voicemail last episode where he was just like, uh, what did he say? I was optimistic or I had my hopes up or something, he said. And it's just like so many people did. And it's just like you, it, that's how you should feel in year five. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I've said this before probably multiple times, but just to say it again, I have, um, uh, when I was growing up, I was in a basketball family. Football was not really my thing. But then, of course, growing up in Michigan, the conversation comes up, you have to between, pick between Michigan State and Michigan. And at a young age, I picked Michigan for whatever reason. But then as I grew up, and I caught more of it because, like, I didn't watch football in my family then. So the only time I would watch it was when we go somewhere, when we're hanging out with somebody, things like that. So during the good years of Michigan football, I didn't really get a lot of it. When I really watched Michigan football and was watching, like, every game week in and week out, that was Rich Rod's first year. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's where I come into, like, my Michigan fandom on, like, okay, we're doing this, watching these games, staying on top of it, can't watch it, listen on the radio, do stuff like that. 
And that's where I came in. So for me to like look at it and we had that conversation earlier about going back to 2003 and being like, wow, Michigan sucks for 15 years. Don't give me any <laughs> other crap about 10 win seasons. You have one big 10 title. Michigan sucked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that made me feel all warm, happy and fuzzy inside realizing that like the whole era of me being even like I said, remotely a fan, like even a few years before that, I know there was a championship in 97, but whatever. It's just kind of like, yeah, late nineties was it for Michigan. Since then, it's not been really much of anything besides that. We're not going back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's where Brain and I are at. It's just comical. And uh, what's comical is the fact that you look at this game and Michigan has uh, 711 passing yards. Do you want to guess what uh, Rutgers has? For passing yards? Yeah. Oh, 400? 699. They're right behind <laughs> us. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, so, and then uh, Michigan has 381 rushing yards. Guess how much Rutgers has? More? No, not quite. Uh, not quite the same, 360. Because uh, that Pacheco guy's pretty good. Yeah, so uh, a couple things on paper make it look like Michigan and Rutgers are not that different. Because Michigan is averaging 26 points per game. Rutgers is averaging 21.3. Yeah. Now, of course, granted, they have not played an army in a Wisconsin. They have played in Iowa, which is doing relatively well. But yeah, still. But hey, guess what? Rutgers was able to put up 48 points in a game. <laughs> guess who didn't do that yet? <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, um, yeah. They uh, obviously against their best opponent that they've played so far, which was Iowa. They did very poorly. They allowed 30 points, didn't score a thing. Uh, against Boston College last week, they Boston College put up 30 um, and Rutgers put up 16. So um, I'm not expecting a whole lot from Rutgers in this. I'm not expecting anything flashy from Michigan. But I do think that they win, and I am not calling it a bounce back. I'm just going to say they win because they should beat teams like this. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, with that, do you want to go into scores? Yeah, yeah. Score yeah, predictions. I, okay. I, I was gonna say let's just let's just plunge the dagger in and do kill it. this thing. Do it. Kill it. Uh Wait, where are we at? Okay, all right. So predictions. Uh, Lions first. So Lions surprisingly are just a seven-point underdog against the Chiefs at home. Mm-hmm. Over <laughs> under. I don't. I don't really understand that either. So, uh, Brandon, what's what's your score prediction? I have the Chiefs winning thirty-five to seventeen. Thirty-five seventeen. Chiefs win. All right. I have, uh, oh, wait, you said 17? Crap. Yeah. I almost said 27. All right. Well, I have Chiefs winning 38 to 20. So we have the same spread. 
ironically. Yeah. Um, there's that. All right, moving on to Michigan Rutgers. <laughs> Most exciting matchup of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan somehow again favored by 27 and a half points. Uh, at home against Rutgers. I'll start this out since it's the Michigan game. I do believe that Michigan will win this game. I don't think it's going to be really impressive at all. Um, I do think that it will be a two-score win, and I will give them a 30-17 to 17 win. But I feel like I'm being a little bit generous with how much Michigan is going to score. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I have Michigan winning as well, um, but I have them winning twenty-three to ten. Twenty-three to ten, Michigan wins. All right, well, that's that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, now we do locks of the week, so I get to throw a Big Ten game out there that I will lock in. Brandon does an NFL one. In the Big Ten, I went against them last week. I will go with them this week in saying that Ohio State will be able to cover a 17-and-a-half spread at Nebraska. I don't really understand how anybody thinks that that's possible, that it's that low, but I'm going to take Ohio State to cover that. Yeah, I'm not sure why everybody's so high on Nebraska this year. Yeah, they, they barely beat Illinois last week. Mm -hmm. Oh, my lock of the week, I have the Baltimore Ravens um, covering the seven-point spread against the Browns. All right. I think they're going to beat the Browns by more than seven. Yeah. Uh, The Browns were a team that I thought they were really going to step forward this year, but they're kind of a mess. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. They got rid of Jabril um, Peppers. <laughs> that could be. I don't know, but yeah, I just they haven't really taken that step forward. And the Ravens have just been like firing on all cylinders. Uh, you know, Jackson had a little hard time against the Chiefs last week, but I think he's going to bounce back against the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So last things is question of the week. We always give one for Michigan and the Lions. I think mine's a pretty good one here because we have had three games of Michigan football, Middle Tennessee, Army, Wisconsin. There's one thing in common about oh, – oh, sorry, two things in common about all those games. Turnovers, which we've talked enough about turnovers. I want to punch myself in the face. So the other one I'm going to go with is – the opponents have scored first every single game. Will Michigan finally score before Rutgers in their matchup Saturday? That's I'm gonna go question. with I'm gonna go with yes on that one. Might just be a field goal, but whatever. Brandon, do you think Michigan scores before Rutgers? Yeah, I think so too, just because it's Rutgers. Um, usually when they score on us, it's it's a, kind of a fluke play, like yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Michigan will score first as well. All right. Okay, so then that leaves the Lions question. What you got? 
Mine is how many touchdowns is uh, Patrick Mahomes going to throw? Wow, that's that's a tough one. Because usually we do <laughs> yes or no answers. Yeah, that's um, all I want to throw a little wrench in that here. Um, I'm going to say three. Oh, man, dang it. I was thinking about three. Uh, I kind of feel like we I have to do something different because it's not as obvious of like yes or no. Like if yeah. it, it's not 50-50, so it's just like... Uh, um, so... What did I say? The score of 38? Um, that four would just be so much, but also, it's not really out of the question for him, though. Yeah, but he's thrown at least five before, but yeah, uh, without with Slay out too, though. Yeah, so I'll I'll go with four. I I really kind of am gonna say that I kind of think it's gonna be three, but I'll I'll throw four out there. I want I want to be a little different. I feel like he did something crazy last year, like he threw seven or something like that in a game. Jeez. I can't remember. Well, leave it uh, leave it for a Lions matchup to let that happen. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think that was amazing. Best episode ever. No? Most definitely. The enthusiasm. I love it. Yep. <laughs> this is the current state of Michigan football. All right. Um, it's a thrilled. I think we'll end it there. Uh, hopefully there will be more showing rather than telling here in the new fu- uh, near future. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in all the time. Oh, um, yeah, we're on... Uh, I keep forgetting to say this. We're on Anchor. Uh, that's where episodes go to first. And soon it will be like the full move. Um, SoundCloud will kind of fade away into the distance. But uh, I need to be better about saying things at the beginning. So there's that. But we appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope you guys have a good weekend. We hope that there is better football this weekend. And until next time, go blue. Go blue. Go blue.